1: Hey everybody, good morning. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are broadcasting live this morning from Tampa Bay Sporting Clays. It's a nice, beautiful, foggy morning. Out here for the Hooked on Hope. It's the first annual Hooked on Hope Sporting Clays event. Hosted by our good friend uh, Lori Deaton Hall. And uh, she's going to be out here. Uh, Brooksie came by a little bit earlier this morning. And there's... uh, a bunch of people out here milling around, busy as bees. Yeah. They're all getting, up, getting everything set up here. Getting everything set up out here this morning with me. Uh, of course, we got Bill George, Mr. Tried and Trude. He showed up this morning, and Mike showed up, which means that Jonathan is probably uh, somewhere out showing a pig.
2: Well, he <laughs> I, was, I think he, he was, he was <laughs> up in Georgia. <laughs> he was up in Georgia.
1: Up in GA.
2: Uh, I saw a post late last night or early this morning. I guess Ava took seventh place in a national contest. Her That's pig crazy. did. Her pig did. Yeah. Her
1: showing. It's not of the bad. Pig. For a so national that, that contest. Was a, that was very good. Yeah. So, so did the pig come back with him or did they just bring him in nice white packaging? <laughs> I don't know. It just <laughs> one, so Seventh place. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time bacon gets put in the freezer. Yeah. No, I think
0: she's gonna travel around with this one.
1: You think this is a show winner?
0: Yeah, this is the one that they're gonna use for all the shows. I think they got another one on the 13th of february they're gonna be showing it again
1: wow yeah well get as much uh, mileage as you can out of that critter i guess that's the way it goes well anyway we're out here uh, broadcasting live it's a beautiful morning very very foggy if you're deciding to go north somewhere on uh, 75 this morning be sure to uh, either uh, know your driving skills or stay way over in the far left lane or this, far right lane
2: this is one of those mornings when i'm in the woods, it's like you're anticipating daylight. You get in that tree stand, you're waiting and waiting I love for the like sun this. to start to shine and then you end up on the Palmetto Flat or someplace and you can't see. It gets daylight and you still can't see. Come on, burn off, you sucker. Burn <laughs> off. Burn off. that. I know that deer's getting ready to walk by and I can't see them.
1: I, I, uh, one time on a morning such as this in the woods, Steve and I decided to go shoot some muzzle Muzzleloaders, and of course, then we were both still shooting black powder. We were shooting 3F, and after about six or seven shots with this cold air like this, and the fog, and that smoke didn't dissipate. It. We were next thing you know, we're just literally standing in a white fog bank. <laughs> we had <laughs> but to it move. Smelled to, good. Yeah, we had to move to someplace else just to even put new put new targets up and start shooting again. And then you think to yourself, wow, what it must have been like, you know, during the Civil War when you had. Uh, 30,000 guys on one side fire at the same time. Uh, I mean, you couldn't see anything. It would have been just horrible. But
0: That's where somebody came up with the smoke
1: bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, hey, you know what? They can't see us and we can move. And uh, yeah, it's a good idea.
0: Didn't you see some deer this morning?
1: Yeah. Coming in. Coming in uh, of course, this area up here at, at Tampa Bay Sporting Clays was has always been. It's kind of a little haven here where you have some real dench woods left here in this area. There's some across the street, but back behind here, it's a, you know, a big, giant open field all the way almost to Bellamy Brothers Road. I mean, it's yeah. it's huge. And so this little area, I remember back in the day, Judge Picola used to have the lease to this place. And every year he was pulling big old boys off of here every single year. And um, this morning coming in, a couple of the young does went traipsing off across the road in front of me which I couldn't understand. You didn't see You were not far ahead of me, Bill. They must have waited for you to pass.
2: They waited for me to pass because they knew
0: Bill would hit him. I'm danger. <laughs> I'm danger. Well,
1: <laughs> Bill yeah. would be doing a clean
0: and release. Yeah. <laughs> well, well roadkill road is roadkill.
1: <laughs> and it and, and counts for Boone and Crockett, so it's all good. <laughs>
0: I tell that story about you and uh, Susie's uh, brand-new car. Grab four.
2: <laughs> Taking a, a roadkill deer. Hey, I at least stopped and got a newspaper and went back
1: before I picked it up. <laughs> my my, uh, my buddy Jeffrey Scott, his first f- three or four years that he uh, moved to Missouri to raise cows, his wife killed more deer every year than he did during hunting season. I think he got like one doe out of the four years, and I think she took out like six or seven. He said, you know what I got to do to kill deer in this town? He says, "I got to get a Nissan symbol and just stick it on the front of my shirt. <laughs> Throw a brush guard stick on it. Stick it on the front of my shirt and just walk through the woods and they'll just apparently jump right out in front of you. It makes it a lot easier to get them that way. But well, it, there's a there's there's a lot of turkeys out here too. A lot of turkeys in this neck of the woods. Uh, if you
2: well, we still have a, a chance to over in the Green Swamp area. I do believe we have to the end of the month. Uh, I was. I almost went out there last weekend. I should have gone out there on Monday, failed to, and I said to myself, well, I'll go back out there this weekend, and then all of a sudden, I have a, a quick trip. I got to run to PA. I had a family member pass, so right after doing the show,
1: you're heading to TIA?
2: I'm headed to PI, PA.
1: No, I'm Tampa International No, Airport. no.
0: Oh,
1: are you driving? Yes. Those are your driving clothes? Listen, that's you're going to drive in this? What?
0: I was surprised he said he was going to rent a car. Well, I turn around, it's... it's.
1: If he rent a car, it would literally be like him showing up at the grocery store naked. <laughs> <laughs> Without his truck, he is nothing. It's kind of like, uh, you know, for Full Metal Jacket. I, Without my Chevy, it, I am
2: nothing. And with, it's not like I'm going on a trip where I need... A bunch of different but you like items. to have it I yes it is <laughs> it is there in the deepness of my heart yeah. I, I, i'll throw things in like my impact wrench and everything else just sure. in case you know just in case you have a flat like you I want said, to see if you can do it like in less than five minutes like an NASCAR yeah. type stuff. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah like i said you'd be driving up there in a rental car going this is going to be horrible if i get a flat tire i have to rely on somebody else they're gonna be out here stuck for hours, waiting on roadside assistance if they show up. No, uh, no, no, no. You'll no. be worried. Your hair well, will be gray, white by the time well, you get
2: there. I'm traveling with my daughter, and then I'm gonna pick my niece and her daughter up halfway up in South Carolina. So, where are you gonna shove them in that car? What car? In the rental? In the it, back seat. You're in a rental not right this instant I'm not I'm going to get one here oh, see
1: uh, cuz you're in the truck so I figured out I don't yeah, know where you're no, 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 all those humans no,
0: no. the bigger question is where are you going to put the barbecue grill that's always in the back <laughs> he, he's always got a barbecue in the back of that truck where are you going to put I know you listen, can't leave without that listen you got to have options man options
2: <laughs> while you're waiting
1: on roadside yeah. assistance you can cook up a couple of hot listen, dogs you know or...
2: officer that was roadkill. There's nothing
0: wrong with <laughs> cooking it on the sea.
1: <laughs> That's true. One get way rid- to meet
0: the wildlife officers of each state. Get rid Stop of the, and cook.
1: Get rid of the evidence while you're there. Well, you have, to,
0: you
2: have to be careful. Here in the state of Florida, I can pick up a deer. But if I turn around them in the state of Florida, even if I hit the deer, I can't take the deer. In Florida? In Pennsylvania. Oh, oh, oh okay. So every state has different rules on whether or not you can keep the roadkill. You, you just
0: leave it lay there?
2: Somebody else has just to take Just tell me you were
0: trying to bring it back to life. You
1: I'm had to pull the skin it to back the re- to find I'm where the major damage was. I'm taking it to the rescue clinic. There yes. you go. <laughs> taking it to the vet. That, that'd be a good idea. I was trying to get it to the the vet and see if I could save it. And if not, it was just going to go with me to the freezer.
0: Or you were cooking for the homeless.
1: Yes. <laughs> that, that might go. Yeah. Where was the, uh, where was the one where, uh, was it Maine? I think where if you hit a moose. You're allowed to you're allowed to keep it, and or you can. It's it's basically yours. And we did a story one time on the show about a lady that hit a moose and uh, killed it, and it was in front of a guy's house, and he basically came out and said, "Hey, listen, I-, I can do you a favor." And she's like, "What's that?" He goes, "I'll take the moose, and I own a body shop. If you let me keep uh, the moose, I'll do all the repairs on your car and everything for you." And he she was like, "Okay," she just traded it all for it. So and, uh, and uh, apparently the officer standing there went, "Okie dokie, uh, that's fine with us if that's what you want to do." And she just let her insurance company know well, that she's taking it to Earl's, you know, mechanic's place and got it done for the cost of a moose, which would be pretty good. That'd be a good trade.
2: Hey, moose, as long it's as expensive. it's an adult moose, it's it's got a lot of meat on it,
1: and they're expensive. I mean, if you go on a if you go on a uh, a guided hunt. That's at least a couple grand yeah, at a minimum, so that's a pretty good trade. All right, we're going to take a break, you guys. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, broadcasting live up here at Tampa Bay Sporting Clays for the first annual Hooked on Hope Sporting Clays event. If you're on your way here, be careful. It is very foggy all the way up 75. Just take your time, and when you get down on 52, it's even worse. So be careful, be safe. We are brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. we on we are on. i think we're on <clears throat> well it is official they have lit the uh do we call it the olympic hooked on hope uh torch over there the what do they call that the olympic flame and so uh they got the uh the big flame around going on over there they got the big bonfire going it's really nice out here fog is actually starting to burn off a little bit getting a little bit brighter out here at Tampa Bay Sporting Clays Thank you so much for joining us this morning on the Big and Wild Outdoors as we're out here broadcasting live. Lori's called all the troops together, giving them a little pep speech over there in the corner. And uh, we had to pull Mike back from it because he thought he was invited.
2: Well, <laughs> he saw a bunch of ladies getting together. What are you flipping
1: through there on your uh, flippity phone there, man? Oh, You're looking for some sort of picture? You're I going am, through a but, lot of pictures, everybody? But
2: buddy? I'm, I'm actually trying to be IT support also at the moment. And uh, so I'm trying to get to. A document that I have that has the information I need. Oh
1: my are gosh! Are you working today? Uh, apparently,
2: I, uh, I, I'm never not working.
1: Don't you know it's a Saturday? It's a Saturday, son.
2: What do you? I keep pushing the wrong button.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should wait till break. Then that way you could do it there, and you'd have all the time in the world to get her done. Yes. No. Yeah. No. Probably. Yeah, that yeah, probably no, no. would
2: be wise.
1: Oh, probably
0: would be wise. Y- your phone is probably twenty years old. You ought to upgrade, Bill. I- Quit should. saying that. Come on. No. What, what, the, the, the new ones don't have a button,
2: and they want to take a picture of your face. I don't. I don't need that. <laughs> well, look at that pretty
0: <laughs> face, Bill. Come on. You know, uh,
2: well, I, it, it always makes me wonder if some ladies could actually unlock their phone in the morning.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so wrong. Well, <laughs> just think about it. No. I don't they want kind to. of put on it.
2: I'm not saying all of them. Some of them is like uh, that morning look is nothing like the evening look. <laughs> uh, easy.
1: You know, I got, I wanted to get your input on this early, uh, Bill George. Should we wait till you find no, your. No, thing? go ahead. Okay, go right. ahead. There was an article that came out, of course, this past week. Uh, a young lady decided to write a scathing uh, story for People Magazine. I'm sure you didn't see it. But uh, it was all about the alligator wrestling tourist attractions and how they're hurting the alligator conservation and not really helping anything.
2: How are they hurting it?
1: Well, but because they, they, they wrestle them, Bill.
2: But how's that hurting the conservation effort?
1: I, I don't know how the two go here, hand in here, hand, here, but that's, that's what, what I'm asking
2: the, you. The, the, here in the state of Florida, we actually have more alligators than they desire us to have. And that's one of the reasons we have a fairly liberal alligator hunting season, which I actively participate in. But, you know.
1: As well as we, you, Michael. We, we are not
2: yep. in any way, shape, or form hurting for alligators.
1: And and I when I read the uh, the entire article, I could not help but to think the same thing. You actually brought right up was how is alligator wrestling tourist attraction have anything to do with with conservation? More about education than anything. I've been to those before. I've uh, uh, been to the one at uh, down with the. Miccosukee Indians I've been out there uh you know with uh, Chief Billy running around grabbing alligators so that they could bring them in for uh certain events and things like that and then they usually turn them loose now you know you go to Gatorland or something like that those guys are living the high life but but the thing you got to think about
0: too is some of these people that come to Florida never get that close so it may help cuz most of the time when you watch these wrestlers They're telling stories about what they can do. They show the inside of their mouth or how bad their chomp is. And I would think that it would be a help more than a hurt in the conservation. Well, in
1: the first paragraph alone, it kind of gives you the agenda that was actually behind the entire article. When they say that uh, over the past several years, especially with media like Tiger King and Blackfish, you know, gaining worldwide attention. So, obviously this is something that they're looking to get attention for uh you know to write an article where it says you know these tourists and of course the woman used to live in florida who wrote it but now she does not so she has even nothing to do with living in the state of florida (laughs) whatsoever and uh she was talking about uh that of course it's inhumane treatment of the alligators to make them you know bend them in certain positions or roll them over on their backs or any of these other tricks or things that they make them do. They're trying to attribute it to the same thing as like with Shamu or anything else like
0: that. But she's up in her apartment flipping her cat around. Listen. Rolling around <laughs> on the floor with her cat. Wrestling
1: and her bending cat.
2: bending it in, in weird positions. So, all right, listen.
1: But now here's the funny thing, too. She's a bearded dragon mom.
2: Bearded dragon.
1: So that means she, you know, she owns... Lizards, you know, she actually owns a lizard.
2: Well, how's that helping with the conservation I, of, of the, the bearded of the, dragon? I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I <laughs> guess Listen, uh, the, it's entertainment, and like the Python Challenge, the Python Challenge really is not going to significantly impact the the Python population. But what it does do, and what they look at it as, is a real uh, social media. Um, public you know attention grabber bringing attention to a situation that's happening in our in our ecosystem here yeah you gotta yeah. You,
0: it tends to uh, get people to call in more if they see one in their backyard then oh i saw a python yesterday in my backyard now it's so big sure. they want to put it out there hey i got a python in my backyard. They're going to be...
1: i got kids and a small dog that runs around out back there every once in a while. You might want to come and do something about this yeah. thing. Well, I, in the article, she actually says, I wanted to bring attention to the things that alligators endure for the sake of tourism. <laughs> but I love this. It says, she goes on, Originally, my instinct was to go in person to see what these animals were experiencing. <laughs> But I learned from the beginning of this research that these venues were not going to work with me, and I tried reaching out to a few, and they wanted nothing to do with me. Well, then, why would you say anything? Why don't you just buy a ticket, go in there, observe it, and then report on what you see? But she's not even going to make that effort. She's just going to Zoom without even seeing. She
0: wants a Zoom call of wrestling and see it and uh, talk about it, but not go see how they really talk and show people what they're doing. The education part of it.
1: She's watched lots of videos Oh, YouTube. Oh, she's watched lots of videos looking for signs of, quote, potential welfare harm.
0: Huh.
2: Do they do they have any clue what alligators do to each other in the wild?
1: Uh, there's a lot of three-legged and two-legged alligators yeah. swimming around <laughs> out there with <laughs> a half a tail <laughs> left. I, I, tripod out I there. Tripod. <laughs> the, the,
2: the worst one was the one with Glenn that we got around. It was a mercy. He, that one had one leg it had left, one leg, yeah. Left. Yeah, and weighs
1: about, what, 60 pounds? After that,
0: he becomes a snake.
2: Three three legs gone and a broken tail. I mean, I I give that alligator credit. He didn't give up.
1: Yeah, well, they heal really quick. But I've
2: seen them with no bottom jaw. I've seen them with half the top of their front jaw missing and not eating well, but they're still still alive. They're still kicking. Somehow or
1: another, they still make it. But uh, of course, I think this person basically just wanted to write an article to get it in somewhere, uh, call some attention to herself, and all that kind of stuff. Because the more you read about it, it's just the more it's just all fluff. But one of the things that scares me about this, and this is what I've brought up in conversation on the show many, many times, this woman is considered to be a what?
2: Stakeholder. A
1: stakeholder. Yes. And, and she has nothing to do with anything in this state except what she sees on YouTube or watches in videos and just assumes it it's matter. happening. It, it, uh, to me, uh, she, her input means absolutely nothing. Well, maybe the state. We so should take-
2: we, we shouldn't worry about how people are mistreated in some foreign countries?
1: No, we should contact People her. are different than oh,
2: alligators. But yeah. that makes us a stakeholder. No. Yes. No, it doesn't. Your whole logic is, uh, you know, it makes you part of humanity. I cannot be there. They're part of the humanity of no. They're not.
1: No, you better get back in
0: church, bro. Listen. But if her information's out there, I'm going to contact her about the bearded dragon conservation. Yeah. I want to talk to her about, you know, the inhumane of keeping it. And
1: I'm sure she'll let you know that there are uh, plenty of really nice, well manicured, well made uh, breeding programs for said. Bearded non native yep. species <laughs> but, dragon. But, but but
2: the bearded dragon doesn't have its choice of mates. In the wild it has the right to choose. Here you're making that's that's like you know
1: You're talking to you're talking to the wrong person. I, it's not me. I didn't do it. You Bill
0: getting a little mad. Don't mess with his alligators oh, in Florida know, now, man. Know,
1: go talk to Kelly Bender. <laughs> Again, uh, that's her name, K-E-L-L-I, Bender. So, uh, if you Bill wanna, will reach out. If you want to get in touch with her and uh, let her know, I'm sure that there's probably a, a way to get a hold yeah. of her. As a matter of fact, here, let me just click on her name, and I, I'm sure that it'll probably pop right up. Well, there you go, Kelly Bender, Alligator Wrestling Tourist Attractions, helping her. Um, oh, of course, uh, it doesn't have her info on here, but uh, you can see that uh, by some of the other things that she's written about, for said People magazine, is uh, mostly pets and animal-related type stuff, um, but really fluff stories for the most part, except for the alligator, which is hard-hitting journalism uh, because you watch it on videos. You know. Yeah. 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 And and then of course Bill George gives her the uh, the uh, the nomer of uh, a stakeholder in our state.
2: She is a stakeholder, regardless <laughs> of whether or not you you
1: validate it. It's a stakeholder. So I'm a bearded dragon stakeholder just because you it's here be. in the state you of Florida. Be. So I'm a sta- here, wherever it is in the country. Is it somewhere here? Here. What? What did she, what? I don't know.
0: I'm telling you. She, man. she had lip gloss. She thought you needed your.
1: Oh, I need a little shine. <laughs> yeah. A little shine yeah, out there. It's, it's wearing good. off now. Lori, I'm telling you, Lori, uh, Lori Hall just came over real quick and fluttered around like a butterfly. She just, she's, I, guess, I think that when she comes and does one of these events, this is how she stays so thin.
0: She ain't stop running. No,
1: she'll burn three thousand calories before the thing even starts. Seriously, what what is she doing? What what are you doing? What what what? Oh wait, she's whispering things to Bill George. Sweet nothings. What? Mary
2: Mary's gonna come on over here.
1: Mary. Yeah. No, not Mary. Yeah. We had her on during the fishing tournament. Yes. There's no shutting her up, man. Are you kidding? There's, she's just going that microphone's going to melt.
2: Well, we'll turn around right after the next break. We'll turn around and have her come on on okay. and explain yeah. to her how how this uh event I'm going to ask her if everything. if
1: people that live out of state should be stakeholders in uh, what the events of what happened yeah, here in the ahead. state of Florida. Go ahead. We'll see what that uh, if she goes along with they're,
2: that. They're they're bigger stakeholders than you are. No, no they are not. At least I can say Mike made it to a uh, commission meeting. What? Via what? phone?
1: Via phone. Oh, well, I thought you, know. you were talking about dinner last night. Oh, we talked about alligators, too. See? That's that's your version of a commission meeting. Hey, guys, let's meet up at Smoking Aces and uh, try to put them out of business by eating all their meat.
0: Oh, no. The power went out. Bill yells out, hey, anybody want to buy my leftovers? Because <laughs> everybody, the big question
2: was, can we still get food? Can we still get food? You know, Smokehouse, it's, it's you know, wood.
0: <laughs>
1: but it's like. I got
0: leftovers. I'll sell you all my leftovers. Jeez.
1: Why <laughs> do <laughs> I don't even listen? It is the Big and Wild Outdoors broadcasting live this morning out here at Tampa Bay Sporting Clays. You're welcome to call if you want to. 888 404 1010, 888 404 1010 on this foggy Saturday morning. Beautiful morning out here. We hope you uh, are on your way out here because it's going to be a beautiful day to shoot for sure. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay there. We'll be here. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild outdoors broadcasting live this morning out here at Tampa Bay Sporting Clays for the first annual Hooked on Hope uh, Sporting Clays event. It's officially it's official now. Dylan's here with the guns from uh, G5. So uh, the raffle items he's out there uh, sticking them out on the table as we speak. So uh, I would say that officially, the let the bidding begin. Got some three, uh, really, three really nice uh, firearms are going to be given away a little bit later on, but uh, if you don't know anything about Hooked on Hope and you haven't been listening to the show, or maybe you're new to the show, but every year we're usually sitting down somewhere around Pinellas Point, uh, over at the uh, Magnuson Hotel, and doing a broadcast with Lori and her crew, with her Hooked on Home fishing, uh, Hooked on Hope fishing tournament, which is monstrously huge uh captains from all over the place that you've heard of many many times all show up fill their boats full of really hot chicks and then they go out (laughs) go fishing all day which just sounds like a horrible day for uh, any guide you know but uh, of course with the pandemic that's going on or was going on or whatever it is i don't know with joe biden walking around with no mask on at the lincoln Memorial, i think it's all over but um (laughs) usually we're down there and i got canceled so Lori came up and they said you know what why don't we do A Sporting Clays event. We've never done one before. And so, Brooksy and everybody and Mike Mezzer and everybody jumped on board and said, dude, let's do this. So, it's outdoors. We're socially distancing. There's plenty of gunpowder smoke in the air to kill any virus floating around anywhere. Trust me. And uh, one of the ladies that's in charge, of course, running around as Lori literally flies around like a horsefly at a cattle ranch. Uh... She puts her sister in charge of being Mrs. Calm. So when we say, Lori, you want to come over and talk about the radio? Go get Mary. <laughs> Go get Mary. <laughs> get Mary. So every year, we always get Mary. So, Mary. Welcome back to the show. Well, thank you, Jets. Good morning. How are you? I'm fantastic. If I were any better,
3: I would be for sale.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, really? Yes. What do you indeed. think you'd go
3: for on a decent day? You these... could not afford me. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no way. Not a chance. Well, no, foggy <laughs> as cute as on you a, are. In the woods, it would be <laughs> awesome.
1: Well, now, Lori, I, I, I mean, Mary, when you come out here, uh, every year, you're always in it. You're in the fishing tournaments. You do all the other stuff, the pamper parties, everything. Now, if a lot of people don't know what Hooked on Hope does, and we tried to explain it a couple times on the show, but you probably would be better at it than we would. Well, I'd be happy to share that with you. Hooked on Hope, we are a, a
3: local grassroots nonprofit organization that my sister, Captain Lori Hall, and I started back in 2008, 2009.
1: Now, when you say local, you mean Tampa Bay Tampa area Bay. all the way out to... It was.
3: We were born in my sister's living room, literally, in Apollo Beach, Florida, and now we serve all breast cancer patients throughout any tampa bay community yeah and our funds are very unique in the way because we use them for treatment support funds so if you are a breast cancer patient and you are undergoing treatment surgery chemo radiation lymphedema therapy a new cancer a recurrence um, there's a lot of research dollars in our community we have a, amazing universities and hospitals that have millions of dollars in research monies But the women that are going through, especially during a COVID crisis and the financial uh, crisis that so many are facing, if you add breast cancer on top of losing a job and trying to feed your family. So our monies go directly into the homes of the breast cancer patients to pay for their rent, mortgage, utilities, food. Uh, car payments, car insurance, anything that's considered a a day-to-day living expense.
1: Things that insurance will not cover for the most it's part. Sh- things
3: that insurance will not cover. And then, um, so it's actual, we call it treatment support money. And so our goal has always been to put um, cash and put money in the hands of the, the women that need money now.
1: You know, I would for always... Their, I, for their households. It always blows my mind to think that every year when we speak to you that you would think that insurance companies themselves would be the biggest sponsors of things like this, even on their own, I mean, off to the side, where they would donate millions of dollars or something like this to where it could be distributed to smaller charities and stuff like, like Hooked on Hope that would help out even more. I there, mean,
3: there are some larger organizations that do assist women, but... But not insurance uh, companies. Not insurance companies, no. Which is crazy and i work in the medical field and um what most people may not even realize is insurance is and even folks that have medicare it's 8020 we're all responsible to pay 20% of our medical bills so if you're out of work you're a breast cancer you're a young mom you know or what have you um that 20% we can help you towards some of those bills by paying some of your household expenses to leave you in a better situation to meet sure. some of your medical bills.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, just paying a mortgage alone saves, uh, I mean, any, well, nowadays in typical Tampa Bay house, uh, an apartment it cost you a grand, so, I mean, every month. So yeah. I can't imagine all the household expenses uh, when your doctor tells you you have yeah. cancer, and then, uh, oh, by the way, your hours have been cut, and uh, you can't work as much, the- and... One of the recent
3: uh, young ladies that we uh, granted monies for, she lost her job because of her recent diagnosis of breast cancer. And so we were able to pay uh, one month of mortgage, two months of her Tico power bill, and then give her a couple hundred dollars um, of Walmart gift cards so that she can get food and necessities for her household.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't really cost you that much when you have as many people as you got lined up. I mean, if you share it, uh, I know you have some really great uh, sponsors we usually talk to you every single year. We have amazing a bunch sponsors of that come back. They don't care what it is you're doing, they're going to write you a check. We could not do it
3: without our sponsors right. and donors and volunteers and we have the, some of the same sponsors from the very f- from our inaugural fishing tournament back in 2009. And you know what else is amazing about our sponsors and our community of supporters? We hooked on how we had to cancel all of our 2020 because fundra- we're an event-driven yes. organization, so we had to cancel our pamper party, our golf tournament, and our fishing tournament, and those are our three big fundraisers for the year. Do you know that just the general donations that continued to come in during 2020 and the generosity of our of sponsors and donors, we had enough money to continue granting through 2020 and even into 2021? Wow. That's awesome. Isn't That's that really amazing?
1: Good. Well, you know, I always said that when you meet the the type of people that we've had on the show before that were uh, big-time sponsors and stuff of the fishing tournament, they're the kind of people that are going to write you the check anyway, and the fishing part of it is just kind of a perk yeah. to be able to go out and spend a day and go fishing. Well, I'm finding
3: know? out, too, that that guys and gals that like to fish also like to shoot guns sure we do (laughs) because lori just started planning this event maybe two months ago and the turnout is just incredible yeah have you
2: ever shot it one of the shotguns
3: uh, um i haven't shot a shotgun but i shot a pistol one time with my brothers and and lori captain lori years ago because one of our brothers is a a sheriff Mm -hmm. and we were just out at a shooting range and i was the uh, six foot tall bony skinny girl i was such a sissy i was crying <laughs> lori steps up sh- her turn to shoot the gun she was like a sniper yeah. coming in from the side she was so good at it <laughs> no i'm I'm like a little panicked about hearing guns all day but it's okay yeah well you see I'm she's the brains, and she's the bra- oh, she's the brawn and beauty and i'm the brain yeah. no, i can, I can <laughs> see that
1: i can see that uh sure the, are you just by today the,
3: um, no, come I am on! Not. But Skip, <laughs> she's
2: going to stay back here and watch all the I'm gifts. I'm going to
3: hang out with you guys. But Skip, who helped us uh, to arrange to, to put this event um, together, he said that if I wanted to come back out, he would help me get out there and shoot a gun.
2: It it, it is kind of interesting because you know people who aren't hunters or anything like that they still enjoy coming out and shooting clay pigeons and and I've seen that at a number of different events. This is something. That, that families can do together. Yeah. And it, it's just, you don't have to be, shh, i am got to be quiet right. going through the woods. Right. You're just having a good time and, and whatnot. Do you
3: know how many times on my sister's boat, just fishing casually, she told me to be quiet so that I didn't <laughs> scare the big <laughs> fish. I'm like, what are you talking about, be quiet? No, I can't do that.
0: She's that person. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Opens the live yeah. well and slams no, it. <laughs> this venue
3: is just amazing. Yes. It's just, everybody is so excited to be out here today having fun raising money for a good cause um one of the i want to make sure you guys get some up front but i got some um armbands that say tough guys wear pink for all of the guys that that's are, salmon yeah, that's, well, I, it that's salmon it was as close to pink shirt. as i had in <laughs> my <I know. laughs> close enough um but the thing is all of the men you know you all and at this event they either have a sister a mom a daughter even of an aunt, a grandmother, somebody, because one in eight women oh, yes. will be diagnosed with breast cancer in their lifetime. So most of the guys that are out here, a lot of them are truly out here representing someone they love or someone that they lost. Isn't that it crazy
1: it, it to think that impacts everybody? yeah I, I, I you're probably right because I think every male out here somewhere has a, a female <laughs> in their family. That has been diagnosed with cancer. Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. I mean, you know, you, I don't I don't think about that until you just brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my my Aunt Janie, she went through it. You know, it was really bad. My Aunt Glenda, she she had it. It's crazy. Um, yep. You know, you think it's just you. You know, you don't worry about all these, all the other people that it, are out there. It, it, it affects all of us. Well, are you going to hang out with us for a little bit? we got to take a break. I would love to. Okay. Thank we got you. a quick break. We gotta Get you do. a donut. Get you slowed down a little bit. <laughs> More <laughs> <laughs> cowbell, please. <laughs> yeah, the Big and Wild Outdoors, broadcasting live out here at Tennessee Sporting Clays. It's for the first annual Hooked on Hope Sporting Clays event. We hope you're on your way out here. Uh, if you want to come out for the raffles and uh, all that kind of good stuff, you can do that too. We are The Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We're back, We're back. Okay, fine. Welcome back, everybody. It's Big and Wild Outdoors. Broadcasting live this morning out here in the deep, dark woods. Off 52. Over here, not far from the Bellamy Brothers Ranch. And
2: as the fog burns off, it drips on
1: you. Well, you know, it's it's nice. I like it. I like this kind of morning. It feels good out here. Well, I wish I was fishing on a it, day like today. It's man. nice.
2: Mike finally took off his jacket, you know. I, well, I come thought on, you he, guys know, you know always cold. How, it just didn't go well with this how little How can you be that
1: cold with that much insulation? <laughs> Mary's over here, about about 900 pounds lighter than you, but, and uh, she's over here. At but least, once you at get this back you cold,
0: guys... you're not getting it warm for a long time. <laughs>
3: you got like a long-sleeve flannel camo shirt on. Ooh, you look like comes, you're in it ooh, to win it.
1: Oh, here it comes. <laughs> it's very fetching. Absolutely. And you're drinking hot do coffee get, now. I'm freezing. I'm still freezing. Are you? You are such a cracker. Seriously you got to be like Pennsylvania boy here. He's you know? in a
0: pair of shorts. I'm, I'm just glad to see he's got shoes on. Today, <laughs> well, no flip-flops. That's the first I've you ever seen. You know, the seen. only
1: reason why I wore these shirt, these shoes is because I knew I was going to be out here, and if I had my flip-flops on, mosquitoes would be all over my tootsies, man, biting the <laughs> hell out of my face.
0: So that's the, only reason why, that's the only reason why I got
1: shoes on. Otherwise, I'd have had the flip-flops yeah. out. Uh, before the break, we were uh, talking with Mary, uh, who's uh, literally Lori's right-hand Female, and uh, work hand-in-hand hand together, like as my mom would say, thick as thieves. And uh, out here whenever they do the charity events, when uh, Lori is running around like a, a bee out in the middle of a sunflower field, they, they they take poor Mary and shove her over here to do all the interviews and everything else like Lori that. couldn't
2: sit this still this long.
1: No. No. She, no. We tried one year. And I think in the middle of a sentence, she's yelling she, was at like, somebody. she was like, yeah, we're going to uh, get the guys. To ca- what? What? <laughs> what? Hang on. All right. we'll tell them to get the boats over. Da, 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 da. Right. You know what? Hey, guys. Hey, g- have a great show. You know what's going on. I'll be right back. Right. <laughs> yeah. blah, 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 and she was
3: Well, because I'm in the oncology medical field, she's like, you got to talk all the fancy cancer words and tell them what we do with our what? money.
1: The big fancy cancer so, words. So, the yeah. only word you need to know about is cancer. As soon as you that hear that says, one, everything else C behind word, that. everything. Everything yes. behind that is just want, want, well, want You I'm were sure. saying
2: before the break of having, you know, different people touched. And, you know, obviously Braden had a number of people in his mm-hmm. family. My grandmother, my mother, you know, it's, it's it's right there. Oh,
3: your mom and your grandmother. Yes. Wow. So. Are the, do any of their daughters, have any of those daughters been t- genetically tested? My
2: mother did not have any daughters. Okay. It, it, we She was blessed with. Three wonderful boys that oh, gave God her egg. Mercy. <laughs> at least two. Of you? <laughs> at least oh, two. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, I met your brother this
1: week. At least
2: two. Yeah, I, I'm the calm one. <laughs> oh,
3: my. I should meet the other two. Did you know that, that men get breast cancer as well? Sure. I do. Yeah. I do. Yep. Yeah. I think it's about 1% of the national uh, breast cancer population occurs in males.
1: Now, I got to ask you, I know this may be a weird question, but. Is it the same sort of tissue? I mean, is there I mean well, how does it uh, happen when it comes for, to a male?
3: I, I, I'm not a nurse or a doctor, but with men it's usually related to testosterone level. And right for women, it's usually related to like estrogen and progesterone.
1: Is it from Levels. a level too high? or level too low
3: but i do know i know a couple of men that started with prostate cancer and then ended up with breast cancer
1: oh okay but
3: we when i was working in uh for many years in breast oncology we had several men that came in with a primary diagnosis of breast cancer so
1: it's not going to be like if you were in the shower and you felt something on there as a woman would and you kind of go honey what what is this thing here underneath you know and does it happen that way, or it does?
3: It does, and men don't. They're like, "Oh, I probably pulled a muscle at the gym."
1: that, no, that is true. That right. would be probably the first thing you say, or I got bit by something, or well, got shy. poked in the chest, Can or you
3: imagine going
2: into your, hey, your doctor. Says, look at sorry, look at the sir, two of us. You look have at the two of cancer. us. We don't look like gym people, do we? Mike, Mike might be. <laughs> Jim might be, yeah. But, I mean, it could be anything. I, yeah. I was
1: dragging a hog out of the woods. I was lifting yeah. uh, too much stuff, and I yeah. uh, tore a Ex- back or exactly. you know, it's overexerted my chest. Yeah, You know, whatever. I mean, it just happens.
3: But. Obviously not as common as, as women getting breast cancer, but it does
2: yes. happen.
1: Well, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, uh, when you go to your general practitioner, can you – can they screen for that? Whether, I mean, if it's whether, one thing a guy you're asks a for. Whether a boy
3: or a girl, if you feel a lump in your chest or your breast tissue that is not normal to your body, you go to your primary care. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. It's going to take. That's no joke. It's I'm gonna going to take serious. a special
1: kind of guy to do that. Because I'm it's telling it's hard
3: you, for a guy to get breast cancer. Well,
1: no, I'm just saying that it'd be hard for a guy, like you said, to admit that and go, yeah. "Well, yeah, you know, it's something else." You know, and then. Yeah, yeah, it's been there for about a year. It's going away. It's it's a bad tear. But how many times
3: have you heard us girls say, if a man could just experience a mammogram one time, it would make me so happy? Mammograms. Right. They're necessary, but they're no fun. How
1: are you going to do that to a guy?
3: You do. You do it. (laughs) How You You squirt. How are you going Did to get they that thing find in there? A, they find a listen, way. They I do. don't
1: know. That's, you know, any no, no, guy no, thinking. No. Bet, you know no, why? You know how? why? Because guys have had things stuck in clamps <laughs> or in zippers <laughs> or yeah. in things that snap clothes, uh, traps, listen, everything else. Oh, they're going, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. putting anything else in a thing that squeezes listen, things together. i not going to do save it. save lives. I know they yes. do. Mammograms and, and, save lives. And,
2: and Mary, Mary's been through it. And so you think, how can you put that in there and. She says, "Well, how can you make this you know that thin and good?" <laughs>
3: it's easier than you think. But yeah. mammograms do save lives. You know, sure. For women that there's a lot of women that need annual mammograms uh, from 40 plus, um, and they don't some have insurance that will pay for it, and some don't, and, but there are free mammogram programs out there as well from the Avon Foundation, from Susan G. Komen and from some of your local hospitals. Right. So for women who are over 40 um, certainly over 50 and especially if there's a history of breast cancer. Yeah. If you haven't had a mammogram in a year or more um, give Hooked on Hope a call. We can help you with that. We'll help you get a, a mammogram in your community. It's a, it's no joking matter. Well, isn't no. there because a truck? Save lives. Isn't there
0: a truck that travels around and does yes, it too? There I think are I've several seen mobile it. M- mobile mammography yeah. units that, yeah. will come,
3: that are yeah. out in your church or your community center. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. That's awesome.
0: And I work for a
2: healthcare agency that uh, also works to provide mammograms. We we oh, do some, some stuff there also. Okay. Good. So I'm so the IT director. Go- But I'm not the.
3: But that's okay because you've got a direct link to Hooked on Hope. Yes. Many of your women need our help. Yes. Because it's really important. A lot of times, um, women don't find out about the money from Hooked on Hope until they're after their treatment. So we really. lean on the community of men and women to make sure your doctors, your families, your employers know that Hope's on Hope even exists because we want to catch the women from the minute they are diagnosed with breast cancer. We want to help them with their finances before they get two and three months behind. Yeah, And I tell you you from that makes a big difference Yes,
2: from the moment you hear that C word, it, it is, it's a scary situation. Um, you know, I, I personally have gone through it, you know, not not breast cancer, but wow. uh, another kind. And, you know, it, it it for me, it happened so fast. I got diagnosed on, on one day, on one week, and the next week, I, pump it's in surgery, gone. Wow. You know? Wow. And so. It's
1: uh, not hard re- to chop off a toe, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no. Collect <laughs> <laughs> toe cancer. Well, you, you look amazing,
3: so yeah. I'm assuming you're
2: fully recovered. I'm fully recovered. It, it I was, think it's the
0: it first time was, i ever heard that. You know?
1: Are you sure he's recovered? He didn't look that good to me. <laughs> I think he looks might fine. But, but I was lucky. I was
0: lucky. I had
2: testicular cancer, and it, it was one that my doctor said if you had one to pick, you you got a good you know a good one with wow. the recovery rates and everything else. Did, and did
0: you need to have chemo for
2: that? I only had to have one dose of chemo, and so it was. You it was. You must have caught it early. Yes, and it was one of those things. I you know we as men a lot of times. You know, ignore stuff, but when something didn't seem right, I, I turned around, went to the doctor, said, doc, this doesn't seem right. He said, nope, not. Boom, boom. Next thing you know. Good for you. So. See, there
3: that's a powerful message because early detection
2: saved so much
3: saved probably saved your life yes that's amazing good that's a very so, powerful it, message and
2: that's one of the things for we're the trying not to try not to ignore stuff like that and, exactly and as men you know a lot of other healthcare stuff we ignore you know we'll right. we'll, we'll, we'll because
3: tough guys don't go to the doctor <laughs> right correct well it's out, out, I, I don't know outdoorsy I, men don't need
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's that or it's just some genetic thing. I mean, we'll we'll walk around with a bad back for five years. Exactly. I mean and and, and we don't care. It's like ah well that's Not, just part of it. You know, whatever. Now I when mean, I split my whole face open yeah.
2: and blood going everywhere, I didn't go to the doctor until after we got done hunting,
0: had breakfast and yeah. then yeah. ended up in the ER with eight stitches. Think about the doctor oh, that it. would go to the woods to see you imagine how he much money he would make for all the people out there our our, our
3: very own Dr. Charles Cox who we uh, started raising funds for uh, in the early days back in 2009 uh, who's a a USF professor of surgery and runs their breast cancer oncology program he's a, a surgeon he will be here today and he's a very skilled Surgeon. So if anybody cuts themselves or hurts themselves, but he's a good guy to know because he takes care of so many. Do we have to go to the hospital ladies. to get that stuff done? <laughs> he probably has something right <laughs> in his car. Yeah. 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 Can yeah. I
1: just stop over? I'll stop. We'll just but, sit in your yeah. garage and get it done. that <laughs> yeah. be Bill George. Yeah. Look, I just swing
2: by for a few staples. I, I just need Brooksy to be with me. We turn around. We. I get stitched up, he'll say, I got some super glue. And <laughs> yeah, I can, I can That'll pick work. that up my
1: brother-in-law. I can picture that. <laughs> well, now, uh, out here for today, how how, uh, how many people do you think you got signed up? How, actually, are we, full, we, or?
3: we have about 140 to 150 shooters. Oh, that's a good number. And then another 30 or 40 volunteers. So we're at about 200 people today. I think it's an excellent number for our first time out of the gate. Yeah, sure. And this is our first annual. We hope to be doing this again every year. Um, and, you know, for people that can't get out to one of our events, they can make a donation on the www.hookedonhope.org. Right. Um, and a lot of people um, now are expressing an interest in sponsoring one breast cancer patient to do that monthly or, or pay one or two months of household bills. So if anybody wants to make a donation of any, any amount, But we use between $1,500 and $2,000 per breast cancer patient that we're assisting. And it usually helps them for between one to two months um, to help them in their household bills. So if you can't get out to any of our events and you want to donate $5, $10, or you want to sponsor a household either by name or anonymously, please reach out to us at Hooked on Hope and send us a message on the website, Sister Mary. Please call me. I'll be. I'll be calling you.
1: I'll be. I'll be right there. Should be dogging on I'll you, man. Be
3: dogging to get your money.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know what? Adopt a
3: breast cancer family. There it, you go. It goes for to 2021.
1: That's awesome, and it goes to a great and wonderful cause for sure. Here in the Tampa Bay area, and every year we look forward to hanging out with you and and Lori and all the other great folks who come out to any of the events. Although I will say that we've never been invited to a pamper party.
3: Uh, you love it, <laughs> filled with a lot of beautiful women. Uh, <laughs> we'll have you out there. I
1: have not been invited to a paper party, and I'm a little bit pissed. That's all <laughs> sure. But I got
3: to tell you, you guys are so awesome. We really appreciate you chatting with us um, at these events, supporting Hooked on Hope, getting us on the airwaves. Um, it's really important, and just again. Um, During the COVID and the tough economic year that folks had, we still have money for your household. Awesome. Please reach out. Thank you so much.
1: Mary, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Get out of this rain. Your hair is going to hell. So it's uh, (laughs) it's the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're broadcasting live out here at Tampa Bay Sporting Clays. We're out here for the first annual Hooked on Hope. We're going to get back into it when we come back from break. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there, you guys. We'll be back.